Mississippi. That's where we are today. We are excited to be in the northeast side of Mississippi. We're starting to get lost around the state. Yeah, for real. I am, maybe. Not you. You're from Mississippi, John. I am. Right? I am. Absolutely. So is there a Tupelo song that we sing to get in here into the city? Uh, Elvis, birthplace? Elvis, right. (laughs) Across the table from us is Matt Powell from uh, First Baptist Tupelo, senior pastor. Um, I'm sure you get tired of hearing about Elvis Presley and the birthplace of Elvis Presley, right? Man, you just embrace it. It's everywhere here, and you just you just you embrace it and you love it and you take it for yeah, what it is. You take it for so. what it is, and that is that is not going to be the focus of our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't expect that as the first question, but we're so glad to be at the at the table with you today, Matt. And uh, in case you are just now joining us on this uh, series that we're talking about uh, ministry around our state uh, through the Impact Training series that uh, we have landed in four different cities. So this is the fifth city here in Tupelo. And as we go along the way, we really want this podcast to capture different uh, ministry areas around the state. So last we were in the Delta, we've been in Pedal, we have been in the metro area. Uh, our last stop will actually be in Gulfport on the coast, uh, the first, uh, actually, is September 8th. And so we're looking forward to that. And Impact Mississippi uh, is the theme for the convention this year, which yeah. we are in that two-month range of That's convention. That's crazy. Can you yeah. believe that, John? I know. I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be Dr. Parker's focus as we lead up to the convention. Anyway, that's a lot of words. We're excited about Impact Training. We've had a good response in Tupelo so far. I think yeah, it's the sure. biggest turnout. It is. Yep. Over 200 leaders are expected to be there tonight wow. with us yeah. over yeah. at Calvary. That's great. We were recording here at First Baptist, so we're so thankful that mm-hmm. uh, you opened the doors for us to do this over here, Matt. Sure thing. All right. So, Tupelo, Mississippi. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Yeah, let's start with uh, Matt. Telling, tell us a little bit about uh, maybe your your salvation, your call to ministry, and your journey to First Baptist Tupelo. Wow. Yeah, he can be um, as long as or as short as you want, <laughs> brother. So, well, uh, this is a Mississippi podcast, right? Yeah. I'm going right. to start this off by saying I'm not from here. Yeah, yeah. But I have I have fallen in love with yeah, Mississippi. We've adopted you, so yeah, welcome. I, I, I love Mississippi. But I'm originally from East Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I am like so many pastors. I'm the son of a pastor. Oh, awesome, yeah. But yeah. one of the unique things about my life is that my dad was not a pastor when I was a child. Mm. He was a Sunday school teacher and a deacon. Yeah, So yeah. I got okay. to live his calling with mm. him and mm-hmm. as he went through that process and stuff like that. So when I was a child... Uh, it was a very um, normal thing for us to be in church all of the time, and uh, there was actually an Easter pageant that was put on mm-hmm. when I was six years old, and uh, the depiction of the cross, and yeah. it prompted me to ask questions to my grandfather and my mm. my dad, and which led to a conversation between me and my pastor, Dr. Holly Miller at Severe Heights Baptist Church in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, I came to know the Lord. Yeah. And um, he saved me when I was six years old. Awesome, Amen. awesome. And so, uh, you know, I look back on that now, and you know, I, I, I can't, I can hardly remember it, right? Yeah. But I, I know it happened, yeah. and um, just seeing God's faithfulness through the years. So, when I was eleven, my dad left Knoxville, and uh, I don't have time to tell that whole story, but my my family is entrenched outside of Knoxville, mm-hmm. like all of my family, mm-hmm. both sides of the family live on one road, like in this small community in the mountains called... Yeah. It's in between a place called Wallen, Tennessee, and Townsend, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a very mm-hmm. small place. And we we uprooted our family, so to speak. When I was 11 years old, my dad, we moved to Memphis, Tennessee for my dad to attend seminary at the yeah. time in yeah. America. 
And all of a sudden, I was on this journey of watching my dad move from lay ministry mm-hmm. into vocational ministry, and that had a profound impact on my life. Yeah, yeah. So when I was in high school, I sensed that God was calling me to ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that was the girl I was desperately in love with had just committed to be a pastor's wife, so oh, I knew what yeah. I needed to be. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but uh, but God was already working on me anyway, yeah, and yeah. incidentally, we did get married. Uh, but she and I both went to Mississippi College, and just, uh, again, at an early age, God was already speaking and forming mm. and shaping me into to being a pastor. Yeah, that's awesome. So that, I, I guess that's part of my uh, a story of you know how my calling and up, upbringing and stuff like that. But do you want to talk about like how I got here? Or yeah, what positions have you served at other churches? Yeah, so my first position was a minister of music and youth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at um, Eastwood Baptist Church in Indianola, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. So I got connected to Indianola through the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board back in 2004 uh, when I was in college and. Uh, Keep in mind, I'm a mountain boy, yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. I had never been <laughs> yeah. to the Delta, and and Delta people are pretty uh, they're they're pretty stern about are you a Delta person or a hill person? Oh, right? those hill yes. people they talk about the hill people. Yes. so you were a hill person. I was, but I was like the big hills. Yeah. Like they called <laughs> yeah. they called Tupelo. The that's hills. right, hill. yeah, that's but, right. They do, you know, yeah. But you know, but you know, where I'm from is what Tupelo calls the hills. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I I fell in love with the Delta, and I fell in love with the people there. And mm. man, I didn't know anything. I was 18 years old, yeah. and they just loved me and and helped me grow. I learned two things about Delta people that they love to work hard and play hard. Yeah. And I learned to yeah. love that about them. Yeah. And that was one of the things that early on was probably really valuable in mm. ministry of learning to do life with mm-hmm. people. From there, I went to First Baptist Church of Pearl, Mississippi, and yeah. served as youth minister there. And man, God just did a, a dynamic work there during that season. And Again, I'm still young. Like I would hate to even look at the messages I taught. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure, like so many of them were just garbage. But yeah, I'm with you God on that, was, brother. God was doing something in spite mm-hmm. of you know my you know my youth, and I look back on that. And it was just God's faithfulness and favor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate to talk about numbers, but just a quick thing to talk about what happened there. We we started with 14 kids, mm-hmm. and two years. Uh, we baptized over 80 wow. and it was in yeah. the youth group grew to wow. over 150. And it was, mm. I, I hate to throw around numbers because it's so not a numbers mm. game, but I just say that to indicate that was one season in my life where I genuinely sensed I was a part of like a revival movement yeah, yeah, amongst yeah, the people yeah. I was serving. From there, I went to Knoxville, Tennessee to my home church mm-hmm. at Severe Heights Baptist Church, which was uh, a huge church. Mm. Um, uh, the youth group was 600 kids and wow. I, I, like, I didn't, oh my goodness, I didn't know what I was doing at all. <laughs> and it was a totally different way of doing ministry yeah. because I was very relational and seeking to build relationships with students, which is always important. Mm-hmm. But then I had to add a whole new dynamic of, I had to be developing leaders because there was no way yeah. one individual is going to be able to minister to 600 people. Um, so I learned a lot there and I had, uh, some people that knew what they were doing and poured mm. into me. Uh, from there, I knew God was calling me into pastoral ministry, and um, there's a long story behind that, but for the sake of time, uh, God led me to be a pastor in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and East Haven Baptist Church when I was 26 years old. Wow. And man, just looking back on that now, I, I cannot believe they actually called a 26-year-old, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but they did, and hmm. uh, they helped me grow, and we were there for five and a half years, uh, had some dramatic things, life things happened there. My son was born with a congenital heart defect mm-hmm. while we were there. Um, and the church just wrapped us up and yeah. um, prayed us through that. And then from there, we came to First Baptist Tupelo, where we are now in 2016. Mm. And God has, again, used this church as a means of just shaping us and helping us grow. Like, I know we, when we think of pastors and churches, we often think about pastors being called to churches, but it's been my experience that it's almost like I feel like churches are called to pastors because yeah, I've been yeah. so blessed by everywhere I've gone and they've yeah. helped me and my family grow. But we've, since we've come to First Baptist Tupelo, um, if you know anything about my story, lots and lots yeah. of hardship mm-hmm. since we got here. Not anything to do with the church, but everything to do with life circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My son passed away. Uh, after that, a year later, my wife was diagnosed with cancer and uh, while carrying a baby. Mm-hmm. And then there was some other health crises. And it was just, it's been a hard season from that standpoint. But the church, though, God has done a work where yeah. they have come alongside us and uh, prayed for us, helped us. And uh, also God has, has grown the church, too, even yeah. despite COVID and all the challenges that took place there. God's done a really special work at First Baptist. You know, and I, I love to hear that, too, because I don't think I don't think we hear that enough to say, hey, uh, the church is a beautiful thing. Yeah, and it is the bride of Christ, Amen. and um, you know, a, a lot of times when pastors get together, we tend not to talk about that side of the mm-hmm. church. And the truth is, is that uh, Jesus loves His church, absolutely. And, and those that have been evidenced have, have gotten to participate inside of the work of the church. We should consider ourselves blessed, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you've seen it in your own life as churches have loved on you greatly, and yeah. uh, man, that's. That's worth celebrating. You know, to say one quick word about the convention uh, board. Uh, so I've been a part outside of my time in Tennessee for over 20 years mm-hmm. of Mississippi Baptists now, or getting close to 20 years, actually. And one of the things that sticks out to the two leaders we've had, the, the executive treasurer director mm-hmm. and Jim Futrell and Sean Parker, is both of those men have an obvious and um, overpouring love for the church. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. when you're mm-hmm. when you're around those men, you can tell they love the people yeah. of God. Yeah, and and I know probably all pastors do. I yeah. mean, come on, they yeah. do. But we don't all talk about it. Yeah. and those men do. And that's yeah. that's one of the things that excites me about not just the legacy of Jim Futrell, but the yeah the, the future um, yeah future with Dr. Parker. Yeah, that's good. So one of the things I think that's so great about your story is is that you have, in Mississippi, even though you're a Tennessee boy in Mississippi, you've served uh, the Delta, the Metro, <laughs> South Mississippi, and yeah. now in Northeast Mississippi. So you really have a a picture of the different regions of mm-hmm. our state. And so I'm really what we've been trying to do as we've had these conversations with pastors is is what's what's unique about the area in which you're ministering today. So as you look back on those times of ministry, Metro, Delta, South Mississippi, what do you say is the unique markers of Tupelo that maybe is different than uh, other regions of our state? Well, uh, culture, people are different everywhere. Yeah. Um, for instance, this per- first place I served was in uh, 
Mississippi Delta and Indianola. Mm-hmm. And I'm, as I mentioned a moment ago, I think it was before we were recording, though, that Delta folks work hard and play hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned to love that about them. Um, and then moving to Pearl um, to be the youth minister there, one of the unique things was is that Pearl, uh, or at least in my experience when I was there, where a lot of the metropolitan Jackson area does life in everywhere metropolitan Jackson, yeah, yeah. except for Pearl. A lot of Pearl people do life within Pearl. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, it created a great opportunity because the majority of the kids that um, I ministered to were in two schools. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they were at yeah. Pearl High School and Pearl Junior High. Yeah. And uh, so that was a, a unique opportunity. And then later going to a mega church, there was, gosh, I think 57 high schools yeah, and that's crazy uh, grief. <laughs> Uh, like 40-something middle schools. We were a regional church, and that was just... It was exciting Mm -hmm. in its own way, but it it presented a a lot of challenges. But that was Tennessee. But to talk more about Mississippi, uh, South Mississippi, when I was in Brookhaven, was much like Pearl, Mm -hmm. that when I was in Brookhaven, there was a ministering to a lot of people within just one city. There wasn't... There was... There was the idea of reaching city people and county people, Mm -hmm. and our church did both. Mm -hmm. Um. And so Tupelo, where I am now, is that um, there's a unique thing about Tupelo, Mississippi, that people don't realize. Our population is 38,000 people mm-hmm. at night, mm-hmm. and it's over 130,000 during the day. Oh, wow. Like there is this massive influx yeah, yeah. into Lee County yeah. uh, during the working hours, and then it just shrinks to wow. the bedroom community at night. So because of that, Tupelo, as First Baptist Tupelo, we minister to people well beyond the yeah. boundaries of our city limits. Yeah. And so th- that has been a unique challenge as a pastor and a unique opportunity in learning to minister beyond just one school district mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, uh, to to minister to people that live in other cities. Yeah, because if people drive in to the daily to come to work, you're That's saying right. they'll drive in to worship mm-hmm. as well, right? So That's you're right. reaching broader than just the, the city limits. Right. We had a, a family just joined two weeks ago that lives two counties over. Wow. Now, there are special circumstances there. Their children go here, and they wanted to go where their children uh-huh. are. Yeah. That's understandable, but yeah. still, they're not the only people that yeah. don't live yeah. in Lee County that are active here. Yeah. Isn't that something? Isn't that interesting, that transition of church, uh, just church history? You know, we... Every little community had a congregation once right. upon a time, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, then I guess we got more mobile. We could travel mm-hmm. easier, and so then uh, people kind of moved out to other churches, and, uh, and there's an unfortunate part of that. There's little community churches. Uh, some of them suffer for that, but also it brings God's people together, and mm-hmm. uh, they more like-minded. Maybe they can go and find and worship there, so that's an interesting concept. Yeah. Mm. So thinking about the congregation here, uh, for instance, there's still people living and active here at the church who can remember walking to church. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. And yeah. we're a downtown church, mm-hmm. and so there's there are people that that was because they didn't have a car. Right, and, yeah. But they, they lived in Tupelo, and they walked to yeah. church. So it's it's neat to think about how much life and ministry in Tupelo yeah. has changed just at First Baptist. Well, and think about all that movement... From multiple counties here to Lee County and Tupelo, mm-hmm. uh, I know that the needs can be very greatly of mm-hmm. those folks coming, even though they're just a county away. It may be similar needs, but the needs are probably very greatly. What are some things, and this is one of my favorite questions to ask pastors as we go along, what are some unique ways that you have found here at First Baptist to reach the community? Uh, maybe it's the school systems, government, 
uh, folks in the street. Uh, what, what are some things? I know some folks maybe backpack drives. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have an answer for that. Uh, some guys may have plans for this Christmas doing something big, but I don't want to spoil any plans you may have in the future. But Right. So as a part, one of the things that we're blessed here to have is that there is a um, more so than any church that I've been a part of um, before I came here is there is a large focus on involvement in missions, both locally mm. and abroad, mm. that 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 preexisted me. Like mm-hmm. I came, I have, I, the church has helped me grow mm. in my love for local and um, foreign missions, regional missions, uh, since I came here. Uh, so there are, um, for instance, there's opportunities that, for instance, there's a, like a Sunday school class that I'm thinking of now that, ministers regularly at a ministry for the homeless mm. um, right here in town. Uh, these are people that probably, they're always welcome, but they're probably not going to come through our doors mm. on Sunday mornings, yet there's an opportunity where we have to go. Um, I There are other things that um, we do. ESL, mm-hmm. one of the things that, that's English second language, one of the things that First Baptist Tupelo has, or not just First Baptist Tupelo, but Tupelo has, is there's a huge foreign population here mm. locally. Mm-hmm. The Toyota plant is uh, up here, okay. yeah. and it's uh, it's borders uh, um, the, the little Tri-County area up there at Blue Springs. And uh, so because of that, we have a lot of Japanese people. Hmm. We have a lot of Chinese people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of Arabic people. Uh, like one of the things that's it – is, it is mind-blowing to me because when you think about Tupelo, Mississippi, you just think yeah. about, you know – a decent sized place in Mississippi. Yeah. If you go to the mall on any given weekend in Tupelo, you will see far beyond what you would expect to see in Mississippi, which yeah. would be a white and African American. Mm-hmm. You will see foreigners or people who were born yeah. from all yeah. over the world. And wow. it is just mind blowing the opportunities that are here that the nations, are because coming. of these businesses in this area, they come and are brought in by their companies. That's interesting. Um, so that's created a really unique opportunity. Like English's second language here is huge. It's a wow. massive ministry yeah. Yeah. Um, that occurs on a regular basis. We didn't we didn't talk to you about this beforehand, but we we saw some stats of different regions around the state. And one thing that's interesting to me about looking at some of the stats, and I think John, you had those in front of you. I do. But um, single parent homes. Most of the time around the state, we're seeing that single moms in the home is about 50%, and then the dads is usually quite a bit less. Those single-parent homes, their dads are usually in the 5% range. But the total single-parent homes here in this area is a lot less than yeah, other 30, regions. It's 32%. It's 32% when usually it's about 50% of homes with kids have seen one parent in the home. What? The answer could be why do you think, and it's interesting ministry context, when that tells me there's more uh, homes with both parents in the home in this area. Did you realize that? And uh, I, I wonder how that makes this area so unique in that way. Sure. So one of the things, so we are, when you think about where Tupelo is, and if you can look on, on a, look at it on a map, um, we are about driving distance, one hour from Startville mm-hmm. and one hour from Oxford. Yeah. So we're not exactly a college town. We yeah. do have some local colleges. We have, for instance, the ICC Community College mm. has a campus here as well. Old Miss also has a campus here. Mm. Um, it's interesting to think how history might have been different the, because uh, the city just south of us uh, called Verona was 
originally going to be the site of Mississippi State, but then wow, that didn't really? happen. Yeah. But anyway, so we're we are in between these two cities, so to speak. It's not a direct in between, mm-hmm. but we're an hour from each. But we're also the largest city in the region. So mm-hmm. what you have is that a lot of the folks who are looking to build careers in North Mississippi end up gotcha. in yeah. Tupelo. And because it it becomes Tupelo has become known as a great place to do life and raise a family mm. to where uh, from just thinking about secular purposes only of raising a family, um, there's a lot here. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, we have 130,000 people in the county during the day and, you know, it drops 38,000 in the city at night. Like, it's like, where do all these people come from? Uh, they boost the you know, the size and the amenities yeah. of what is found in yeah. Tupelo. Yeah. That, for instance, you have families, young families that are like, wow, I don't have to live in a mm-hmm. big city mm-hmm. to have the amenities of yeah. big city. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that makes Tupelo so desirable. Yeah, that's interesting. Probably a lot of young professionals then here. In this lots country. of young professionals and, and also lots of uh, young professionals who are singles. And mm-hmm. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But Yeah, yeah. Um, some good so, coffee shops around here too. Oh, there, <laughs> there are. I can tell yeah. you where everyone is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we we've kind of wrapping up our conversation. We always ask, uh, you know, what's the most or one of the most, two of the most, three of the most, ever? How many you want to share? The most exciting things uh, that's happening in your ministry here at uh, First Baptist Tupelo. Well, if you've been by our campus anytime lately, yeah. <laughs> uh, the like it's. Looks like it's like been half demolished because it has because we're in this major renovation. Yeah, um, and I don't have time to talk about that. Yeah. But if you were ent- if you're listening to the podcast and you want to know about our process and how we've gone through, just call me. Yeah. And we'll talk. But yeah. um, it's been an exciting time of uh, building change that's been necessitated by church growth, mm-hmm. and and also the repurposing of buildings that uh, have been were faithfully used for years, but we're no longer really meeting or a okay. functional purpose in the present day. And the, that process has honestly brought the church together in mm. such a dynamic way. Uh, I'm just humbled by that and so grateful for that. Uh, another ministry that I'm really excited about is um, pre-COVID, we had a ministry, uh, a grow group that was specifically targeting young professionals. Mm, mm. It was healthy, it was vibrant. And uh, the the people that were teaching that class retired from that. Understandable. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was time for them to do other things, and they faithfully taught that for years. And then COVID hit. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we had this 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 healthy, vibrant part of our church that was you know meeting young professional singles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and then COVID hit, and then it was it was just gone. Yeah. And um, anyway, God raised up some people within our church to jumpstart and restart that ministry. And me thinking about this next year, that's one of the places we're seeing a lot of growth and excitement is in this young professional ministry of people who are not yet married, but are living in the family town, Tupelo, Mm -hmm. and are looking for community. There's just not a lot of options in churches, Baptist churches, for that particular demographic. And we're just excited that that's being able to take place here. Great. That's awesome. Grateful for that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Well, we do need to wrap up, but just uh, really thankful for your time and uh, 
it, it's been an honor this week because I've seen you twice now. You yeah. Serve on our, <laughs> uh, Matt serves on our executive committee, and so he made the trip down to uh, Clinton for the meeting this past uh, Tuesday. And so uh, I thank you so much for your service there. Not only just your service there, but your drive back and forth yeah, for all those meetings. Because yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's not easy to get here from Jackson. There is no direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you go up the trace or you go yeah. interstate trace. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And I was going to say, you mentioned about your testimony uh, of some of the things your family's been through recently. And mm-hmm. I really was moved by your testimony at the convention last October. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening and you didn't see that, you can go to our YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash msbaptist. And we have the convention videos on there. Uh, it's also on our Facebook page. But uh, I really love your your heart for ministry and uh, what's happening here at First Baptist Tupelo. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. You you blessed us talking with you today, brother. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. Well, praise the Lord and um, all glory to what He's done and doing. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, construction projects. We were glad to find a parking spot when we came in. That's good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can only imagine the the fun you have on Sunday oh, yeah. trying to park everybody right yeah. now. But the blessing's coming, right, with yes. a new building. It is, and new parking lot. Yeah. That's right. Well, thank you so much. If you're listening, uh, like we like to say, uh, if you can share this podcast, uh, give us a good rating. We want conversations like this about ministry, what God's doing in our state, to make its way to the top in the algorithms of the podcasting world. And uh, we appreciate that uh, if you can if you can help us out. Uh, appreciate what God's doing for Mississippi Baptist to blessing to hear stories like today in Tupelo, Mississippi. We'll catch y'all next time.